welcome to another episode of Emotional Eating with Erica. I'll be sharing my journey, experiences and things I have learned along the way. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to my second episode, The F Word. Now, it's not the F word that you're probably thinking. It's food. And I really wanted to just get into this quite quickly because food has dominated my life for such a long time. And I wanted to share with you how, well, basically how it's actually made me feel. And I was thinking way, way back, how was I brought up around food? I come from a West Indian family and food like any family is normal. We would obviously have celebrations and there were times of sadness when someone passed. So celebrations would obviously be things like Christmas, Easter, weddings. And if someone passed away, there would be a wake and these periods, these different seasons or times throughout the year, there would be feasts, there would be a lot of food and it and we enjoyed and I grew up with that. I don't think at that time that I did anything excessive but I did enjoy my food. I didn't feel that at that time it, I probably being younger, it's not something that you think about, that, you know, food is controlling me. And even in my early 20s, I never had that feeling that I was being controlled by food. It was just something I enjoyed doing. And I liked eating nice foods and I, and I loved experimenting and trying different types as well. But later on in my life, when I you know, I got married and then eventually became a mother. And actually, if I'm honest, before I became a mother, I did notice that I was eating more, but I wasn't active at all. And I was enjoying food. And I was eating probably a lot more than I should have. But I wasn't being mindful at all. And it was only when I became a mum and things became incredibly stressful and traumatic, that's when food really made me prisoner. And I didn't even, I didn't really think about it. I think when I was younger, I glorified food. Food was on a pedestal. Food was this thing that you had and you... You know, you enjoyed and you ate as much as you wanted and you tried lots of different things. So it really was this thing that I had up there that was not worshipped, but it was so, so important. And it was also meant to be satisfying, enjoyable. It was almost like something that you would get entertainment from. And obviously, times like Christmas, that was when you indulged and 
overindulged. And even if you felt uncomfortable, that's what Christmas was all about because it's all about eating. And in our household, it wasn't so much about drinking because my mother and father were religious. Uh, so that kind of thing didn't really go on, but we ate incredibly well. And I think I never had the concept in my head of what food was, or what food actually really is and what it's meant for. And when you compare the animal kingdom, because that's what we're part of, the animal kingdom, but we're higher up, we're part superior, all the other animals from the animal kingdom use food in a different way to the way that we do. And they will eat, um, and when they're satisfied, they'll stop. Uh, and obviously in the wild, when there's no food, there's no food. So they will eat, and sometimes if they're, they're lucky and they've got lots of food, they'll eat and gorge themselves, but they will know that there will probably be some kind of form of famine. And they, you know, they'll kind of like set themselves up for that. But there is a function for food and the function for food is that it's fuel and they will eat food that serves their body best because that's what animals do but obviously over time because we're far more superior we've learned things we've tried things We've experimented and we now eat things that don't necessarily serve our bodies, but they taste nice because they're made to taste nice. So we want more of it. Now, I'm this is I've not looked into this deeply, but thinking back to obviously when we were babies and we were fed by our mothers. And if we were lucky enough to have our mother's milk, our mother's milk will naturally have lactose, which is a natural form of sugar, sweetness, comforting. And I think that comfort and food go side by side. And obviously as Things have evolved, and especially with the food industry, they've learnt that certain things make us feel good. So, certain things are put into our foods to make us want to eat more of it. This is my thoughts. This is my perception. This is, this is what I believe. And I've gone down that route. As my life became more complicated, more stressful, more traumatic, I wanted things to make me feel good. Because I thought if I had things that made me feel good, that comforted me, somehow it would make my life better. I would feel happier and magically things would change. But actually... That's not what happened. But I was, I was kind of like in a sense of false illusion. 
I thought food was there to make me feel good. So I kept eating the food, feeling good a bit, but then feeling really bad, feeling really shameful, feeling really unworthy, feeling guilty, wanting to hide because what I'd done wasn't right. But then I wanted to feel better again because I felt so bad. And then I would just keep repeating the cycle. And the strange thing is when you when you keep repeating something over and over again, you would think naturally that you start to tweak that something's not right. Hold on. Doesn't matter what you're doing. It's just not working, even though every time you do it, you think it's going to work, but it's actually not working. And that's the cycle I got kind of stuck in. And when I use the word prisoner in regards to food and that I was a prisoner, I was addicted to certain foods. And the foods that I was, was addicted to were foods that were filled, generally was filled with sugar, high carbs um, and high calorific. So I kind of like got my fix with the sugar. Then obviously my blood sugar would go up and then it would drop and then I would feel absolutely awful. I'd crash and burn and then I'd need another fix. And I was, I was a food junkie. I was a food junkie. And I couldn't stop it because I couldn't see past the fact that could there possibly be anything else that could make me feel better at that particular time in my life. And the only thing I thought could make me feel better was food. And I don't know if you're listening to this and you actually resonate with this, with what I'm actually saying. But I got I got lost in this cycle for years, thinking that it was going to get better. It got worse. It got seriously bad. I got bigger and bigger. I went from obese to morbidly obese. And still, I didn't stop and think, hold on here. This is not right. What I'm doing is not working. My way is not working. I need to find another way. And now when I look back at how I was living my life, I had no support. I was scared to talk to, to someone. I didn't want to talk to anyone because if I admitted what was really going on, I would one, be embarrassed. I'd be ashamed. I, I'd feel even less of a woman than I actually felt at that particular time in my life because I didn't actually really feel like a woman. I felt invisible. To be honest, I felt invisible. Now when I look at food, because I understand really what food is all about, food is fuel. You either put good fuel in your system or not so good fuel in your system, just like your car. Now, I drive a diesel car, so my car needs diesel inside of it. 
If I choose to put petrol in my car, and I haven't done that, by the way, but if I did, I know that my car would not run properly and probably would conk out quite quickly because that's not what it runs on well, effectively. Now, with our bodies, and our bodies are amazing machines, and I have so much respect for my body now, because before I didn't respect it at all. I was, I, you know, I abused my body so, so badly. And I'm ashamed to say that. I'm, I'm pleased that I, you know, I've moved forward from that place that I was but that's what I did I was self-abusing every single day and I know that people talk about self-abuse and they you know they may liken it to alcohol or drugs but food is abusive if it's used in the wrong kind of way and and that's what I was doing so now I understand that food is fuel and that I have a choice of what kind of fuel I put in my system. If I put in good fuel, if I put clean, unprocessed fuel into my system, my system will work better. My system will work more effectively. If I choose to put processed foods, junk food, very high calorific food with no nutritional value, my body will react in a certain way. And one thing that I have noticed is that when I put those types of food in my system now, because I'm very, very sensitive, if I do that now, like Christmas time, I did a bit of that at Christmas time, it affects me very, very quickly. It affects my stomach, the bloating, it affects my mindset, it affects my overall demeanour and how I feel, the, my vibe. I can feel it dropping when I put that stuff in my system. It's taken me a long time to accept that, one, my body's a machine. My body is a highly intelligent machine and it does incredible things for me without even having to think about it. And for all the years that I have been abusing my body, my body has been trying to sort it all out for me, trying to clean up, get the toxins out when it could. And all I kept doing was putting stuff back in, putting stuff back in. Now I understand that it's so important that I give my body a fighting chance. Now that I'm getting older, I really do want to live out the rest of my life as healthy as I possibly can. And yes, I know that you don't know what kind of things you know can happen. I understand that. But if I respect my body and give my body the things that it deserves and thrives on, I've got more of a likelihood 
of being able to live out the older part of my life healthier. And for me, that is an optimistic, long-term view. That makes me happy. Really, really happy. I never used to think like that. I never thought like that at all. I never even thought about my future because the mindset that I was in was so dark, so depressive because the fuel that I was putting into my system really couldn't allow me to think in a positive, optimistic way because my thoughts were totally negative and I believe that those foods do that to you. I really believe that and I and I feel the differences. Now, for those of you that are listening to me, I don't know if you've experienced that yourself. But I know that I definitely have. I wanted to share this with you. My enlightened moment about how important food is and, and food is crucial, just like water for us. But how important it is to get the balance right. I had no balance, obviously. (laughs) Five, six years ago, there was no balance at all. But now I understand that it's important to have a good, healthy balance. And yes, I'm not saying, oh, you can't indulge and have nice things. Of course you can. It's understanding that there has to be a balance. Now, for me, being a recovering emotional eater, food addiction, um, being in recovery, I now understand that there are triggers. I have trigger foods. I know what my trigger foods are. So I had to make a decision about how do I move forward, live my life, feel happier about the skin I'm in, the woman that I am now and be able to live out the rest of my life in a way that feels balanced to me. And for me, I have to be aware of what I'm doing. And if I make a decision to have a trigger food, and as I said, I know what my trigger foods are, then I have to be prepared with what the repercussions will be. And I think my strategies now are so much better than how they used to be. Because I had no strategies at all. And it's so important if you are someone that is an emotional eater or has food addictions. You have to prepare way ahead of time of what all the scenarios could possibly be. And I'm really, really grateful and thankful that this journey that I've been through, I've learned so much. And yes, I still make mistakes, but hey, I'm human. But that's okay, because I now understand what I need to do. And partly what I do with women and how I help them is to to help them to understand that There are changes and compromises that we all have to make in life. That is life. And 
exactly the same with food. No one wants to be unhealthy. No one wants to get sick. And especially if you get sick because it's of your own making. So there are choices that have to be made. And depending on which way those choices fall will depend on your outcome. I now am very, very mindful about all of these things. And for me now, as I said before, food is fuel. And it is not something that I that I now almost like glorify, have on a pedestal and worship that how important it is. And it's what it actually is. It's there to keep me alive. And if I put good food in my system, I feel good. I really do feel good. And and all the women that I meet and talk to, I want them to feel good as well. I hope my podcast today has helped in some way, just to give you a bit of a an understanding from on, on my part, my journey with food. And this is just a taster of something I discovered myself. That food is just fuel. And now when I think of food, all I see is fuel. And I analyse and decide when I'm making a decision, do I want that fuel to go into my system today? Nine times out of ten, for me now, my rule of thumb is around 80-20. And I will go for months in the ratio of 80%. Because I know for me, I'm at my best when I'm like that. And that 20%, I've earmarked for very, very special occasions. And then I just go back to what I normally do. I've learnt over the years that for me, that works best. And for some people, they will have a completely different system that works for them. We all are unique. And there is no rule for everyone. But being mindful is something that we should all embrace because it really does make a difference with helping you within your life feeling centered feeling balanced and also feeling in control i hope you've enjoyed this episode and i look forward to seeing you all again next week Thanks for listening to this episode and if you enjoyed it please follow and share with other women who may resonate with this topic. If you struggle with emotional eating join my community on Facebook Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group. The link is in the caption and I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.